Something less than oh, three or four minutes from now, I should be uh, getting my sleeping bag. This is the theme to my radio show. This is the theme to my radio show. This is the theme to my radio show. Sour Grapes, 2013, Chinese New Year, Pancake Day, Valentine's Exploder Armor 3. Special. Special. It is special. It's very special. It's, a very, it's the most special time of the year. It's a very special episode. Is it? Where we're gonna, little Timmy's going to learn... It's uh, not an after-school episode. <laughs> a very important lesson about not being a dick. Alright. Timmy forward, is a dick. I haven't heard anything about that, so I'll look forward to hearing <laughs> about, it, about it later. Yeah. Uh, we are... Us, I'm Dangerous Jamie. And I'm non-threatening Andy. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> I'm not threatening myself, so it's kind of true in that sense. You are not threatening Andy. Yeah, that's, that's, that was the joke. I got it. Well done. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a thing this month where we play loads of new music, which is not what we do at all, usually. It's true, we don't. No, like this is the biggest volume of new music I think we've ever played. Well, like, we, we talk about... Well, we've talked about talking about doing sort of one new music pick per show. And then realised that, like, there's loads of new music out that's good. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, people are just, like, piling their records out. It's like this and, like, sort of september time. Mm. You get a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, but we're not sort of limiting to punk this week. Are we not? Oh, good point. Yeah, we're not. Um, we've got the Postal Service. And also... Spoilers. God. Again, that's it. <laughs> um... <laughs> That just sounded really creepy. Um, so, yeah, we've got loads of good stuff coming up. Um, yeah. And we should play the first. The second song. Oh, we didn't do the... Again, we didn't introduce the first track. <laughs> well, go on, you can do it now. Um, the first track that you heard that we forgot to introduce because we're idiots was um, Unemployment, Here I Come Again by The Murder Burgers, which came out last year. Um, September-ish, wasn't it? Just yeah. to bolster your point. <laughs> yeah. It was August. Of, of how... Yeah, of how... 
on the pulse we are. Um, yeah, it's from an album called How to Ruin Your Life, which is out on All In Vinyl. Um, and it's great. It's really good. I've recently become a big fan of the Murder Burgers. I know. They've, uh, they sort of flew under my radar. They were always that band that I sort of knew about but didn't actually listen to, and they're great. They're pretty much the go-to UK remote core band, apart yeah. from the Zapotex. But they don't really do that much anymore. But um, So yeah, that was that. And, uh, and now we're going to play... Um, off with their heads, nightlife from their album Home, which is coming out uh, March the twelfth. Oh. That's a great song. It is. It's it's very like you were saying uh, while it was playing that it's sort of yeah. It took it takes me a, while. a while to sound sort of like off of the heads, but um, or particularly the off of the heads that the that I, you just avoided in desolation pretty much. I didn't, didn't avoid. I didn't avoid it. I like, got away. it, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't from the bottom, and it wasn't hospitals. Which are, it's. I mean, nothing is ever going to be hospitals again, is it? I hope. I don't know. Oh, just I hope a, he never gets happy. He's really nice. Like, I was expecting him to be the biggest dick in the world, and he's actually really nice. Yeah, I hope he never but, um, gets happy. I was reading on the, the comments of the the YouTube video, yeah, um, and someone said that, like, if he ever gets happy, it's going to ruin it. 
Uh, I think someone else referred to that as the Max Bemis syndrome. Yeah, I'll start writing songs for money and uh, it'll go terribly wrong. Yeah. But, um, like, he does he does really horrible self-loathing really well. So. He does. But, um, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm stoked for that album to come out. And, Me too. And need to listen to it and enjoy yeah. it, like, all off of their heads. It's a month today, but probably not the day that you'll listen to this, <laughs> the day we're recording this. It's the 12th of, uh, of February today. It sure is. Um, we have had no pancakes. We haven't had a pancake. We've got fortune cookies. But we have got fortune that's cookies. That's about it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna live <laughs> read live. our fortunes later. Quotes live. Like, about, it's going to be in about a week. And we'll see if they come true and then you'll follow up. <laughs> sure. Um, so, there's some, been some pretty big news stories since we last recorded. Yeah, there's been, um, in the sort of wider wider reach of things, HMV has gone completely tits up. Yes, um, and it's it's weird and crazy and and, and I don't know. It's it's just seeing the, the Manchester City Centre one just closing. It's, yeah. it's really weird. Like, I'm not... The biggest fan of HMV. Like, no, I, I don't either. like what they did to sort of smaller record shops. Well, particularly Select Disc. You're a big. I, yeah, I, I love Select Disc. Well, that was Fop's fault as well. But um... yeah, well, Fop was the big one in like because there was only ever a small HMV in Nottingham. Yeah, we're being fairly specific right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, the, the Fop the Fop in Nottingham was bigger than the HMV. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it still is. Um, oh no, because they put out the Zabby. anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to live just outside of Nottingham, and um, anyone who's from Nottingham will know about Selected Disc yeah. and what a great shop it was, staffed by complete wankers. But um, it's weird that we lived so close together, like so long ago. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of it about. It's true. Like, like Alan lived in Nottingham as well. Yeah, he went to uni in Nottingham, didn't he? Yeah, we were. Um, we discussed this. Uh, we were at the same gig at least once. I've de- yeah, I've definitely been at the same gig as you at least once. But it was that extreme 2001 thing, and yeah. there were, like, tens of thousands of people there. It's true. Well, Al- me and Alan were at um, Punk Rock Stars in Their Eyes at... Oh, I, yeah, I remember you having that conversation. Um, at the Junction 9. Seven. seven. Great menu. Yeah, sure. It's one of the best-sounding venues I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. Well, fair news. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not really a big <laughs> knowing about sound guy. Yeah, Okay. But um, so yeah, but an, an inside source at, um, at Fop, <laughs> being the guy that I sometimes chat to about horror films, yeah. um, said that they're pretty much doing okay. Uh, apparently, Fop's staying open and they're they're gonna hope to be bought out again. Yeah, because they've already been bought out by HMV. Yeah, um, which is like Fop. I don't like a lot of things about Fop, like the whole pseudo your local little hip record store thing that it's got going, but the staff are much better than in HMV. And well, I mean, that one guy, at least. I, I've, there's been a couple of guys at Fops that have been, um, actually seem generally interested in what you're buying. But, yeah. like, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's shit for people who work for HMV that they're losing their jobs. And, and there are a lot of them. There are a whole load of them. Um, but it's, yeah, it's... Don't really like it's just one of those things you always expect to be there and then it's gone. I guess it's yeah. like Woolworth when Woolworths closed down. And, uh, well, like we talked about this off air like a week ago or whatever, but when Woolworths closed down, I was really uh, surprised. 
I thought they were making some sort of bold statement about it because they were selling off literally everything, like the shelving units. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not a thing that normally happens when a shop closes down. No, it's not. Like, I, I remember that as well. Like, they, they were selling everything apart from the pick-and-mix machines, I think. Right. That's... Machines, uh, displays, which they didn't actually own, I think, because they're owned by someone else. That's a crazy, crazy thing. Um, it's not yeah. got to that point in HMV just yet. I mean, they're barely selling anything off that cheap. They're not. I mean, they've got a big sign out, and they took uh, some of the signage down Yeah. Um, in Manchester City Centre. Um, but they've got a big sign up saying, like, closing down sale, everything must go. Yeah. And there's barely even a sale on, like... Oh, it's... yeah, they've still got all their stock, like... Yeah. A lot of stuff isn't discounted. But it's like... I imagine it's just going to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper <laughs> until... Yeah. Well, I don't actually know when it's closing. Um, I guess it'll be within the month if it's not already closed, but I've not been on Market Street this week. So. No, I mean, yeah. But um, it's like, it's just weird to me that in the f- five years I lived in Manchester, it's gone from being three HMVs in the city centre, which was completely unnecessary. Definitely unnecessary. To it's going to be none. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a weird thing. Um, like, we've seen, like, in the time that I lived in Manchester, we've seen three major record stores go away? Zavi. Oh, maybe just the two. What? I can't what, think of... What are you thinking about? I don't know. I, there must have been another one. Z- there was Zavi, there was Roadkill went, but that was... Uh, yeah, that's just a local one. That was a local one. Um, it's weird that Roadkill went, but like Vinyl, Vinyl Exchange and Vinyl Revival mm. and a few of the ones that don't specialise in punk have managed to... Keep going strong. Yeah, King B and Shortland as well seems mm. to be always been doing really well. I think the second hand market is, is what's keeping yeah a lot of the sort of vinyl centric places going. Endless records in press witches seems to be going on strong as well. With their they've got a nice line of like uh, it's hell hair metal, isn't it? Yeah, used well. It's it's mostly used vinyl and Star Wars merchandise, which is like my perfect <laughs> shop. They've got yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of hair metal going on in there, which I'm I'm fully fine with. Yeah, I mean, you can't really complain about that, can you? So, like, but it's weird, like... It definitely is. It's it? weird to, to be in a, in a situation where there are now more sort of local record stores than multinational or, like, national chains. Yeah, definitely. It's, um... Yeah, I guess it's, um... Amazon's had a lot to do with it. I guess that's... The like, and other online retailers, because people will obviously get get it cheaper if they can. yeah. And that was the original problem with um, independent record stores against the bigger chains, because the bigger chains could price it lower, and then it's gone on. So um, I'll be interested to see what happens next, whether this means a sort of semi-revival in the sort of smaller independent shops. I don't know if it will, but... I'm sure just another large chain will just move in 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 its place. It's true, but large chains, they'll look at where it went wrong and sort of might say, "Eh, maybe not. Yeah, possibly. But, um, like, the the only two chain music stores we've got now are, um, I don't know if B is a chain or if it's just, a, like, a flagship store. I think B is just overstock. Right. From stuff. Um, and I don't know to take secondhand stuff as well, but, um, uh, what's the one where Rosie works? That's Entertainment. That's Entertainment, which doesn't even work there anymore. Um, but that's Entertainment is, uh, is a chain, there's a few of those around. Yeah, yeah. And FOB. But they're, they're hardly like they're 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 well. That entertainment is like one hundred percent secondhand or yeah. overstocks. Beers uh, all overstocks. Yeah, that's why they sell like American sweets and stuff. Yeah, and uh, Fop is owned by H and B. There's only nine Fop stores around the country. Yeah, there's which not is, many. Was, that was a surprise to me. Oh, did you not know that? No, I, I thought there was more. No, 
I thought it was like one in every street corner. Not every street corner, but every <laughs> at least every sort of big town. No, it's always been like I think yeah, it's nine, isn't it? Yeah. Like um, so yeah, that's that's been a, a thing that's happened. Yeah, I'm 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 like you. I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. Maybe it will mean a revival, like in... a sort of devolution into uh, into smaller stores, or it might just mean that no one buys records in shops anymore. <laughs> I think, well, like, for the shops to be doing as well as, like, the local shops to be doing as well as they were against an open HMV. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Manchester's quite a hip place. There's a lot of hipsters. There's a lot of, like, uh, people who are into into that sort of retro thing. So maybe, like, that's what's been keeping it going. Yeah, that could be it. And then eliminating HMV, who did sell some vinyl, I guess, but, like... Well, like, the thing is, you go to Vinyl Revival if you want Northern Soul or, like, Motown, and you go to HMV if you want, like... DVDs. Well, even, like, in terms of vinyl, like, Beach Boys, like, reissues of, like, stuff that you probably can't get for a reasonable price on the secondary market because... Or stuff that you can, but you're just too lazy to look for. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting sort of year, year or two years for the record-selling... People, like, could have, wish I thought I was supposed to get away with saying that. Um, <laughs> the sell record, the sell record, dude. The, the sell record men <laughs> and ladies. Um, should we play another song? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of the big exciting things that's happened this that's happened in sort of recent time is uh, the postal service have announced that they're doing tours and sort of promoting their ten year anniversary. They're releasing a uh, a four LP reissue of. Um, their album, which I can't remember the name of, Give Up. Uh, And that comes out uh, in April, early April, with everything, pretty much everything they've done on it. Okay. Uh, Four LPs, it's amazing. It's going to be massive. I can imagine it's going to be incredibly expensive as well. Um, Not as expensive as something I'll talk about later. Alright. But uh, I imagine it'll be pretty expensive. Uh, They're doing a CD version as well, but I'm less interested in that. No, I mean... Who is interested in CDs? It's true because I could just get the, the CD version from iTunes or, or when you buy the records. Yeah. Um, right. So so this is they they sort of released a new song uh, to uh, to like promote it, I guess, and it's called Tired Line of String, and that's this, and we're playing it now. Cool. We drained every time.
So yeah, that was that. Um, that song, I like it. It's but just kind of there. It's 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 some things that I read. I think I read something on Pitchfork where they said, surprisingly, it sounds like old old uh, postal service. And I don't think it really does. I don't know if it's a new song that they've newly recorded or if it's a B-side or something that was sort of lingering from right. when they were originally making music together the uh, same. back in 2003. But it's it's a lot jollier than, than stuff that was on Give Up. Okay. Um, and it sounds more like the sort of stuff that came after Postal Service, like the Postal Service-y rip-off stuff, like Owl City. Right. And those other sort of... Uh, Emo y IDM yeah. dance pop twee things that happened afterwards. I mean I like it, but I don't I'm not sure if it's if it's the same postal service that we heard well that that I had in two thousand and three, which was incredible. Right. Um yeah, I mean as as I was saying in the break well the while the music was on. Um <laughs> the postal service I just never really cared that much uh, about them, but I like, I can see the appeal in it. Like there's all the elements there, I can totally see how they work. It's just not something that I listen to. It's weird that like they're so uh, lauded, Is lauded the right word by by people who aren't necessarily into that sort of music. Yeah, um, by sort of the the indie pe- the people who are into indie and the people who are into like. Uh, the more indie side of emo or whatever you would call death cab, um, right? Just because, like th- those people weren't into Dintel before that. Generally, I mean, it's basically just Dintel with Ben Gibbard. Well, I mean, top, ben, yeah. Well, like Life is Full of Possibilities, which is the best Dintel album, um, is has got Ben Gibbard on a track called "The Dream of Evan and Chan," which is, I guess, the thing that spawned the Postal Service, which right. is the best song on the album. Uh, but it's a really great record, and like, it's just weird to me that like people didn't really feel that before. Before the postal service happened, I feel like the postal service got a lot of backing. I don't know what label released it. Um, I feel like it was a, a major, or at least a subsidiary of a major, because it got a, it got a lot of backing in. Definitely, definitely on a on a major. Um, but um, yeah, it's weird that they've got that sort of very pervasive. Um, appeal it's it's similar to um i mean not sort of musically or even particularly genre wise but it's similar to uh head automatica mm. where like yeah. nobody really in the in the alternative scene knew who dan the automator was yeah before then like unless they dabbled yeah. in the hip-hop yeah and i know daryl uh palumbo that's the one mentioned him a lot in interviews right. like i remember reading a rock science interview from like 2000 where he mentioned him um, but yeah, I'd, it's, um, yeah, it's a weird thing. Uh, it was on Sub Pop. Right. So that would kind of explain it. Is Sub Pop a, a Geffen subsidiary? No. Is it just a, a it's, it's a, own major type deal? It's a big indie that's got, like, yeah. connections with distribution. I guess, like, I would maybe call it a mini major? Yeah, in the same way that Epitaph's sort of a mini major. Yeah. Um, like you can definitely see how things get. Like it's also they get they put out stuff like the Shins and yeah. um, and the Beach Boys reissues. Did they? Yeah, actually, I don't know. And like all, obviously all the grunge stuff, but that's um, a different time. They've got a lot of weight behind them. Oh, and Iron Wine and stuff like that as yeah. well. Like all the 
sort of hipstery hipster bands? Island Wine is not a hipstery hipster band. They might be like adopted by hipstery hipsters, but they're uh, definitely like a it's it's a, an, an acoustic folk guy. That sounds kind of hipstery hipster. Well, I mean, it is. It is in as much as he's a guy with a big beard. <laughs> that's the as well. Right? <laughs> um, he does so, a cover of a Donovan song, so I don't know how hipstery <laughs> that can be. No, just no. Um, yeah, so that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. There have been other reunions announced in the past few weeks. Yeah, uh, including, well, we can't, let's not call it a reunion. Don't call it a comeback. It's a Flag. Yeah. The band formerly known yeah, as people who used to be in Black Flag. And the Descendants. Mostly the Descendants. But it's, it, no, it's, at least it's a 50-50 split. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's actually tips it more towards Black Flag with Descadena. But they can't call it Black Flag. <laughs> yeah, because Greg Jinn owns the copyright. And Greg Jinn obviously has no interest in doing it. Well, no, he's said numerous times that he has no interest in doing it, because that's why he split that band up. Yeah. Because uh, um, it was entirely his thing. But, like, I don't... I don't that's see... why they can go through three singers and it be the same band. But you take out Greg Jinn and it is not the same band at all. Well, no, because like, Black Flag weren't defined by their vocalist. I think that's been made pretty clear by... Yeah, anyone. I'm nodding, but yeah. you can't hear that. <laughs> by one. anyone who has anything more than a passing t-shirt in Black Flag. Yeah. Like... T-shirt degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, Black Flag were not the vocalists. They were very much... They could, like, Chuck Dukowski and... Uh, yeah. Um, who is involved, but I mean... You know, and uh, obviously Greg Jinn, or Greg Ginn, I can't remember how you pronounce it. I've always said Ginn, but then I, when you say Ginn, I sort of alter it. I think it, I think it might be Ginn, because um, his brother, uh, Raymond Patterbon, changed it because his name would be like Ray Ginn. Right. Um, but, um... Let's call him... That Greg Greg Ginn. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... They're playing all the festivals. Yeah, um, Grows Rock and... And it's not... And... Who is, it's Ron Reyes, isn't it? And Des Cadena. Yeah. Who are doing vocals. And then Stephen Egerton and Bill, Bill Stevenson, at least, was in Black Flag. For a bit. Well, he was on My War. I mean... Yeah. I mean, Chuck Biscuits was in Black Flag for less and probably gets more credit for being in Black Flag. It's true. Um, and, yeah, it's just... I don't respect Des Cadena anymore since, you know, The Misfits. <laughs> or, like, whatever that is. Oh, they're playing Rebellion. <laughs> Cool. I'm doing two thumbs up. Well, Maybe well, I can get him free with Louis. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole black flag. I think I I want to see. It. I won't pay to see it, but it's kind of a shit show. Yeah, like like, like I went to see uh, um, uh, the incarnation of Rebellion before it was wasted when it was still holidays in the sun. Right. I went to see um, Dr- uh, Dead Kennedys with. Without Jelly Biafra. Well, yeah, without Jelly Biafra, they had, uh, who was it, the guy from Doctor No on vocals, I think. Right. Uh, I want to say Brandon Cruz, but I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, and it was weird, and it was great. <laughs> like, it was great. It was like watching the Dead Kennedys, except the singer didn't look quite as old. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but there's, def- there's two sides of it. There's like... The first side of it is the negative side of it, which is, it's not Black Flag, which is bond by the fact that it's not called Black Flag. Yeah, they can't the, use the logo. The logo they're using on the, uh, on the, on the Gross Rock uh, poster is just four black bars in, like, in a line. straight line. That's amazing. It's um, great. There's that, there's the, there's the people who've said, oh, Black Flag is nothing more than a t-shirt brand or whatever. I mean, that's just, they had a distinctive logo, just deal with that, as yeah. you will. Um... 
there's the fact that like, it's... Black Flag aren't Cradle of Filth. They're not a t-shirt. I mean, as much as I love Cradle of Filth, they are effectively a t-shirt brand in the same disguised way as a band. In the same... What, now? Yeah, like, even the, like... In the same way as the Misfits and the Ramones are. Yeah, well, since the 90s, the, the, the late 90s, um, Cradle of Filth released 10 shirts a year and maybe one record. Like, yeah. ten, 10 different, like, shirt designs and one record. Right. And charged 25 quid a shirt. <laughs> of which I bought at least five. Well, that's a nice one. I was, I was young and impressionable, and I cared about having right. naked Elizabeth Bathory's on my chest or something. Obviously. Um, I mean, it's not like The Descendants, where it's the original lineup and they're doing it, and it's hunky-dory. It's kind of, there is that sort of bitter taste about it that I think is what most people who have a problem with it are finding it hard to deal with. And also the fact that they probably won't play anything off of uh, My War, which will suck. Well, there's, um, there's a bit of a movement going on, at least around the UK, I don't know if it's spread elsewhere, where people are calling um, other bands around the country because they're probably not going to tour, and if they do, it's going to be some bullshit like... London. Yeah, or like maybe even, not an arena tour, but like big venues. Yeah. Um, so there's like a call for um, people to start their own Black Flag tribute bands, <laughs> like just up and down the country, yeah. which the rest of are obviously getting involved in. Um, we'll play Black Flag songs badly all day long. I'm happy with that. I mean, Black Flag used to do it all the time. Exactly. Um, and I think that's that's interesting. And it's 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 at least a nice way of bringing the scene together through a mutual distaste. Yeah, totally. And that's probably the only way you'll ever get the scene to come together through like. <laughs> there's there's also the I mean, there's two people that listen to this may shoot me for saying this, but there's also the issue of Rollins and. I know he's a lot of people's least favourite Black Flag frontman for reasons of... But, um, <laughs> like... Whatever he's become since... Become since... Become since Black Flag. Like, the records that he made with them were great. They were. And, like, they weren't... I mean, obviously it wasn't, like, the first four years, but it was... Like, damaged in my world, like, seminal albums of, like, American punk. And he's he's... I think he's infinitely more charismatic as a vocalist than either of the previous two. I, I like Descadena's vocals. I don't think they'll be the same, but um, if he, is he even doing vocals or is he playing guitar? I think he's playing guitar. I'm not sure though. Yeah, um, like I've not, I've done the the least amount of research possible for this <laughs> for this episode. So. But um, either way, like Ron Reyes, he's not Keith Morris and he's not Henry Rollins. He's neither of those people. That's no. true. Like, he's not even my third favourite Black Flag vocalist, so I just don't <laughs> care that much. I mean, I liked Ron Reyes. The, st- the stuff that I got with him on it is great. Yeah. But, like... Like, by no means is Rollins be- be- the be-all and end-all of Black Flag, but, like, just to kind of... Most people seem to be just ignoring that part of it, and it's a bit weird. Well, I guess because they know that he's not going to come back. Obviously. But neither's Greg But, yet, I mean, I've, so. seen, I've seen videos of Rollins performing with the fake Misfits, so... Yeah, and he did that um, West Memphis 3 album. Yeah. That had loads of Black Flag songs on it, and that was kind of okay. I don't know. Who else is, re- who is reuniting? Um, <laughs> I've got no one listed here. Have you got nothing? Fallout Boy? Oh, fucking Fallout Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not listening to that. They released a song I haven't listened to. Oh, it, I haven't listened so. to it either. I don't... like. I like Fallout Boy enough, but I... 
I fought my my like how much I liked Fallout Boy for a really long time. I, so did I. Like, I like t- I like the earlier stuff because you know right, I'm that actually. guy. Yeah, I like. No, the I, late, I prefer the later stuff. I really I, do. I kind of like. It's just it's just a bit too overproduced. Like, I love it. I think I the think... the singles are fine, but the album's kind of weak. Uh, for Infinity on High, at least is my opinion. But like from under the cork tree and Texas to Grave, I I really like. I don't like the whole thing about them where they were just basically presented as this indie band on this puppet indie label, and then it's the same thing that happened with Paramore and all those other bands, and then they were just pushed into the American consciousness as being this like little indie band when they really had the backing of Warner Brothers, which yeah. is kind of lame. But they they write good songs they do they write good pop songs yeah exactly and that's all that they do and that's all that they need to do because yeah. they're Fallout Boy they're not yeah. a deicide or <laughs> I don't know they're the deicide of the first band that puts into my head then. I think I just broke the uh, microphone by coughing but um, 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 and also Texas The Reason they're playing yeah they there's actually a, there's a few bands playing Grosor I'll get to Texas and The Reason in a minute but uh, Grade are playing oh, I love Grade um we should and play some grade next time because we're going to be pl- we'll do another show before grows, won't we? Yeah, hopefully. And we'll play something off uh, Head First Straight Into Hell because that's a fucking brilliant record. Uh, Triumph and Tragedy is great as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great are playing. Um, there's another one that I've forgotten. I've not even like looked at the the Grows lineup at all. Um, if you just stall for time for a minute, <laughs> I mean, we could just edit this bit out. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> Kid Dynamite playing Gross Rock. Nice. That's that's the thing that's happening. Uh, Rocket from, Rocky from the Crypt are playing. I mean, I'm, I was never big on Rocket Me neither. The but but Scream, Scream Dracula Scream is like 20 years old now. That's depressing. Which is a horrible idea. Because I remember buying that album, not when it first came out, but like not long after. Yeah. And, um, yeah. There's quite a heavy sort of 90s vibe to Gross Rock this year. There's the Ataris. There's um, the starting line. Which two thousands, but yeah, um, early 2000s, the Aquabats, uh, Sam I am. But I mean, the Aquabats now are a shadow of the band they were mm, yeah, originally, like back in the day. They 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 write they still write good songs. I mean, I don't know if they've released anything for a while. I've not seen the uh, the Super Show. The last Me album I heard was Charge, I think. But that's a long time ago. It was like two thousand seven or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, out of all those bands, the one that. I think we are collectively most excited about, it, even though I don't think either of us are going to Gross Rock, is no. um, Texas The Reason. Yeah, so we picked uh, Magic Bullet Theory. Also, they're, um, as well as like playing Gross, they're also reissuing uh, Do You Know Where You Are, um, along with all of their other music that they recorded. That's cool. Um, which is available from today. Uh, is that, that's Revelation, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. So that's, yeah, Do You Know Where You Are, the complete collection, it's called. Uh, that's nice. Uh,
Oh, hey now. I love that band so much. They're great. I don't know any of the words to any of their songs, but, like, I've listened to their albums a lot. <laughs> that, sorry, that album <laughs> a lot. Um, it's just that whole 90s revelation thing. There was just a lot of really great stuff going on. What, you're looking pensively at something? I was just checking on your notes to see what was next. I mean, that's not necessarily what's next. It's just, uh, it's just... Is that, that's not the order, that's the order of the songs, but it's not necessarily the order of stuff to talk about. No, I was just going to the next song. Oh, okay, sorry. That's uh, probably of that out as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that... I don't, know if they, I don't think they're coming over to the UK. I hope they do. It could still be announced, but... Um, I Yeah, I hope so. Um, they're, they're one of those bands that I never thought I'd get to see. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's like... Uh, it's the same as a lot of those bands, like Kid Dynamite and Grade. Yeah. Like... Uh, Seems to be a roaring trade in reunions at the minute. <laughs> and it definitely does. And I think it's 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 a it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? Like Oh it's yeah, it's definitely nothing new. Like that be I never thought I'd see the descendants, so Yeah. Like I didn't I, Did you not? No. How? I they just, were over a lot. <laughs> I just didn't like and they played in Leeds as well, didn't they, or somewhere yeah. like that. And I just never got around to it. And I don't know, after all the horror stories about the Descendants in London. I mean, I saw them the two days before that, and they were brilliant. And they played loads well, of... Well, that's obs- probably why they were so bad. Yeah, and they played loads of obscure stuff, and it was great. Like, they played Van, and that was me. And uh, the second time I saw them, it was just hits, and it was great. But that was, like, there's about six months in between that, so Milo's voice probably recovered. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... Um, there's a lot of reunions, basically, is what we're saying. There are. Um, people going back to the well. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm, oh, I'm, for, for the most part. For the most part, I'm fine with it. Like, if Minor Threat announced a reunion, that might be where I draw the line. I mean, but I don't if, if, if Fugazi come off forever hiatus, well, yeah, but that's then not, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. That's not Minor Threat, is it? No, it's definitely not. Um, yeah, I'd be totally fine with Fugazi, like, actually doing something. But, but I'm okay, because I saw Fugazi yeah, before, they, before they died. I, my... Yeah, my regrets that I didn't see. I didn't see the Ergs before they split up, because I don't think they ever came over to Europe. Right. And I never saw Fugazi. I mean, seeing Mikey Erg was almost enough. I mean, I've never seen Mike. Yes, I have seen Mikey Erg. I've seen him play drums for off of the heads, and it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um... We, did, we should do a Mikey Erg-themed show. <laughs> There's definitely enough bands. There, there are totally enough bands. Um, so many... <laughs> He's got his fingers in so many pies. Mm. Oh, that's that's another thing that's happening is the um it's not the slow death, but Jesse Thornton's coming over and playing he's touring with the arteries and they're gonna be his backing band, so they're gonna be like the slow death European version. Nice. Uh like what happened with the Virgins when they came over last year. Sure. And had the UK backing bands. Um and MC Lars <laughs> with Fail Safe. Oh. Um so yeah, that's the thing that's happening, which should be cool. That should be cool. I mean the slow death have been over before. Yeah, they have. Why can't they come over again? Because they've probably all like, got jobs and that. And Mikey Oak's probably playing drums for Against Me or something. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, he's but, doing that now, isn't he? I think so. I saw I saw a thing on Twitter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that brings us neatly into the uh, the tours portion of the of evening. Oh, yeah. Of the event evening, is what <laughs> I said. Um, the evening's events. Yeah, there, there are some pretty good tours going, going on the next... We'll probably do a podcast before these actually happen, but we might as well do them now, because we might not. Um, What's happening? There's... Broadway Calls are touring in Europe, 
and the UK with novels and great cynics, which should be fun. Yeah. Um, um, those are all bands that I like. <laughs> those are all bands that are good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's in March, and it's for about a month, so that should be nice. Nice. And um, also in March, there's uh, Luther, Cheap Girls, and Bouncing Souls. That's a, that's a big one. Which is um, the Manchester show collides with another tour, which has Make Do and Mend and someone else on it, and that's going to be a great show. That's yeah. on the 17th of March. Is that on Moho? At Moho, yeah. Thank uh, you, Live. Sorry. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Live. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. You're on tour in March, too. <laughs> four, di- four glorious days in Europe. Yes, we our tour's longer. I have a, yeah. By one whole day. <laughs> Yeah, both of our bands are touring in March. Uh, Leagues Apart are in Europe um, the weekend of the 21st of March. Yeah, and we're... For Adam Bobo's birthday extravaganza. And we're on tour, uh, throwing stuff that is, on tour <laughs> with uh, Sam Russo, obviously. It's, it's such a great fit. I don't know why it's not happened before. Um, well, there was much talk of throwing stuff. Um, what was the band that Alan was in before? What were they called? Just Panic. Just Panic. I can never remember the fucking name. It was going to be Leagues Apart... Just panic and throwing stuff on the Mix William tour, but um, it never happened. Um, so no, that is the thing that needs to happen. I know Just Panic. We'll play some Just Panic next week because if anyone hasn't heard them, they were fucking brilliant. They were brilliant. They, I mean, they're nearly back with their new band, like their new right. originals band. Because obviously they've been doing covers and stuff the past year or two. Yeah, they've essentially become a wedding band. Yeah, which is fair enough. I mean, you've got to pay the bills. It does pay the bills. And, and yeah, being a well, wedding band is one of the best things you can do ever. Um, yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> at some point. So um, they're nearly back. So hopefully, and I think we, they might have recorded already. So I'll try and wheedle some of their new stuff, and we can play mm, like uh, Just they, Panic and whatever they're now called. I can't remember what they are called. They're, I don't. They've got a name that isn't the Smith Street Band, whatever they were the called. Hope Street Band. Hope Street. Buskin Band. Yeah, that was that's it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, it be interesting to hear that, actually, because those guys, I don't think they're capable of writing bad songs. Definitely not. They're, like... Stupidly talented. Yeah, like, like Russo level of, like, songwriting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, those are things that are happening. Um, we finished recording our album. That's, that's nice. So that, that's going to be out fairly soon? Uh, it's being mixed at the minute by nice. Dave March, who's being drunk across America. Excellent. With the men's singers and whole lot of music. Well, that's standard for yeah, Dave, isn't it? Obviously, that's just a regular week's work. Yeah, our 7-inch um, comes out fairly soon as well. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, what's Nick C's thing called? That he's yeah, records. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that'd, be, that'd be cool. I um, guess. So, yeah, we've... We're releasing that uh, online for Pay What You Want sometime in the next few weeks. That's and cool. then the 7-inch the will come in sometime after that, I guess. Yeah, we should have... getting tapes. <laughs> obviously I don't know someone offered to do tapes so we're having tapes yeah I mean it's the thing done thing at the minute isn't it it, it is um, like music seems to be fully regressing <laughs> in more ways than one um, <laughs> so yeah despite saying that neither of us were going to talk about our bands we just talked about our bands so at length yeah um, there should be some some glimmerings of the New Leagues Apart stuff. Well, maybe when the New Leagues Apart stuff comes out, I'll pick it as a pick, and you can pick some throwing stuff. <laughs> Not that you would do that. I was going to say, yeah, don't push your luck. <laughs> um, no. Um, that, that could be a thing that we do, that would be really sort of circle jerky. And, it would. And, that's pretty much what we do. So. It is, <laughs> yeah. like, when, when we're not recording the podcast, we are just checking each other off. So, yeah. 
I mean, you're not supposed to tell everyone. I'm sorry. It's um, out. The, cat's, <laughs> the cat's out with a bag and it's scratching me on the And bottom. it's in the river or something. It's a tomahawk song. Shoes are on the table. That's <laughs> yeah. a song from the Blues the, the Blood Brothers musical. Not the Blues Brothers. That's a different thing. Yeah. Um, we've gone on to a weird... We've gone on to a weird tangent, so let's bring it back to reunions and tours and combine the two. Go on. Um, Reunion the- tour by the Wickerlands. <laughs> The Revival Tour by The Week of Dance. Um, <laughs> Desaparecidos have been touring in the UK for the past week. We managed to miss any of them. All of the dates, <laughs> including, of the, including a Manchester date, which I had no idea was happening. I didn't I know it was happening until about two hours before it happened. So um, they've also released a new 7-inch, and this is... I guess it's a title... Do you have a title track of a 7-inch? This is one of the songs on the 7-inch. Like, I guess the A-side, if it's yeah. if you call it a single. That would be it, yeah. Um, it's called Anonymous, and it goes like this... Thank you. 
that's uh, the new anthem of uh, 4chan, I guess. Yes. 4chan or, um, yeah. Viva Vendetta. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of what the masks were from. They're from Viva Vendetta. Um, so, yeah, that's way more protest songy than all the stuff on Read Music Speak Spanish, which is fairly relationship Yeah, I think that I think he's definitely taken a sort of more protesty sort of. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrific! Isn't um, it? Um, <laughs> back to the thing that we were talking about. <laughs> I think he's definitely taken a more sort of protest singery sort of persona on. Well, that's definitely what Conor Roberts has come ever since um, Not Rock Against Bush. What was the the Thing he was involved in with Springsteen and oh the thing that he did when the president talks to God for yeah uh, I can't remember but that was the song that was yeah that was about the time when we became more protest songy I like it but I, it's I, good it's, I think it's kind of lyrically I think it's a bit lame yeah I think Maricopa and the Backsal was a better sort of collection of songs yeah but from what I've heard of um, <laughs> their live shows they've been playing all of Read Music Speak Spanish and their new stuff, like all of their songs, pretty much, um, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Uh, you're looking on Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking at my own face. <laughs> it's nice for you. Yeah, I look weird and squinty in one eye. You are weird and squinty in one eye. Like a pirate or a Popeye. Or <laughs> a pirate or a Popeye. Or a Popeye doll. No, none of those things. Popeye doll. <laughs> Oh, that's news. Pope Idol. He's oh god, yeah. Pope's uh, gone, isn't he? Too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I really didn't know that resigning as Pope was a thing you could do. It's not been in four hundred years. Uh, I mean, I don't really care. It's just going to be another old guy who has no touch with the modern world. So. Yeah, it's just a bunch of old white guys legislating my uterus anyway. You don't even have a uterus. I know I don't. That's a quote from uh, a film. It's a. Broken Lizard film. Jay Chan just cast, hasn't it? Um, Puddle Cruiser, I think. Right. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's a weird digression. <laughs> so that's that's a news thing that I have not really much opinion on. I mean, unless you're Catholic, it doesn't really matter, does it? And he does like cats. He's a catholic. Yeah. You should laugh at that. It's a funny joke. I need to get a canned laughter button, don't I? That's that's probably a good thing to add to the uh, to the repertoire of things. Um, yeah, new Pope, cool. Yeah, let's hope he's hip. Skateboarding Pope, that's what we want. If uh, my Tony Hawk's custom character is anything to go by, it's definitely possible. Yeah, we can always get Mickey Rock. He's the Pope of Greenwich Village in that Greenwich. film. I know, I, I flub, flubbed it a bit, but <laughs> yeah, um, could do. <laughs> There have been a lot of fake posters for hilarious internet memes for Pope. Yeah, who would you? Who's your Pope of choice? Of anyone? Yeah. In fiction or non-fiction? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of a, a, a bit of a heavy trip to lay on you. <laughs> All right, the sixties. Um, Jeff Winger. <laughs> no, he'd be the worst. Surely, like <laughs> he'd be a great Pope. Surely, like. Pierce is the Pope. <laughs> Pretty much. If only he wasn't a level seven laser lotus. That's oh. true. I'm adding community to the list of notes because that's back. It is back. I forgot I watched it as well. <laughs> I 
It's back. It's back. We should probably talk about that after we play some song, more songs, though. What's next? Oh, it's, it's uh, Broadway uh, Calls Livingston's matchup, double bill, <laughs> uh, dance party. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, this is from the new Broadway Calls album, which is called Comfort Distraction. Yeah. Um, Came out this week. Yeah, on No Sleep Records. Yeah. And the song is called Lucky Lighter, if I can find it in this list of ten songs. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, the song's called Lucky Lighter, and it goes like this.
So that was uh, Broadway Calls with Lucky Lighter. Uh, followed by the Lillingtons. I saw the Eight Man from uh, their 1999 record, Death by Television. Is it that late? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, from uh, originally released on Lookout. Yeah. When they were a label. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, Death by Television is one of my favourite albums ever. I think everything I've heard from it's been brilliant. I still haven't got it. But, um, um, a fairly recent addition to like music that I've I've, I've been looking for that record for a really long time and, like, struggling to find it. Right. Uh, and then I eventually found it, like, sort of middle of last year, and it's so, it's crept into my my top records of all time. I mean, I I really like Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Um, uh, Cody from The Lillington's, obviously, in Teenage Bottle Rocket, sounding completely different. But um, The Lillington's are just more like the Ramones, and that's what I look for in a Ramones core band. It definitely is 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 a, an important factor. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Really lazy lyrics. I love it. It's, it. I'm not saying it's bad, but like it's got like four lines of lyrics on it. <gasps> but Neil Armstrong took his banana away. It's true. Imagine how upset that monkey would be. It's an ape man. He's not a monkey. All right, monkey police. <laughs> Primate police. Um, so yeah, that was uh, the PPD. <laughs> I'm going to pitch that to uh, Channel Five anytime now. Awkward. Um, so yeah, that was some not new music. Yeah, I'm still with the new music. I'm yeah. doing the I'm doing the Weaver sign. No, you are the Weaver, like Bill Hicks, or a guy who makes baskets. <laughs> um, both of those things. <laughs> I'm Bill Hicks, and I make baskets. Your basket, Hicks. I Moving on. I weaved um, it badly. This is why I don't make baskets. It's true. Um, so yeah, Community. Community's back. Community is back. Uh, we're season four. Obviously, there's been a, a bit of a regime change. It's been a total regime change. Well, I, I don't know about a total regime change. But like, all the backroom staff are different, pretty much. Um, so, some of the writers are the same. The the guy that wrote the episode uh, that, that aired last week... Uh, wrote uh, or the guy that directed the episode rather wrote some of the season two and three episodes okay um, I mean it was it was changing and sort of redefining itself throughout season three anyway it's true so yeah. um, it's it's no surprise that it feels fairly different in terms of what it is it yeah. feels like um, a, a fairly decent impersonation of Dan Harmon community yeah um, I yeah I was I went into it not really knowing what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, like, I was, I was in the back of my head, it was always the expectation that it was going to be really bad, but um, it, it definitely had its moments. It did. I, I mean, I'm a little bit uh, like some of the things I've read have echoed what I thought, uh, but maybe articulated it slightly better, yeah, which is that then there's maybe a little bit too much resolution. Like, if, if all the episodes uh, resolve themselves sort of neatly, like like the, that episode did, that is something that Dan Harmon wouldn't do. It definitely feels like they're sort of charging towards the finish post as well, which is kind of, if that carries on, which I can see it doing through this last season, then it might be sort of detrimental to it overall. But yeah, especially I, to the whole six seasons in a movie uh, deal. But like the, um, some of the reviews that I read just totally didn't get the parody nature of it. Like um, the sort of, the sitcom setup and the yeah. uh, the fact that Pierce isn't in it much, I think a lot of people made various comments on, but I think it was handled pretty well. Like I, 
from what I've heard about the trouble they've had with Chevy Chase, like, I think replacing him with Fred Willard was kind of great. It was a genius move, <laughs> especially after the whole sort of Fred Willard controversy. I don't know if that was a thing that happened before or after he was cast, but right. but uh, he was caught in a porn theatre doing a wank. Oh, did he do Pee Wee Herman? He did. He was, he was, he was actually bumming Pee Wee Herman in a porn theatre. And then um, I saw one of the babies. Um... I didn't know that, but okay. Um, yeah, that's. I, I don't know if that's if that's sort of a, a happy accident or right, if Bob that's Ross. behind little secret, behind a little happy tree, happy little tree over here in the corner. Um, but yeah, like I, the sort of pace heavy episodes, apart from digital estate planning, which I thought was great. Um, I mean, that's. I think that's a weak episode. In in the overall series, but it's a great episode, oh, like a great standalone episode. That's the thing a lot of people have said about the last series, the third series of Community, is it's not a great series season, sorry, but it's got a lot of great standalone episodes, like the Glee episode yeah. and that one, and the, uh, what was the other one? I don't know which an, one you're referring to. There was another really great one that was like a standy outy one. But the whole sort of Chan taking over the school thing, I just didn't really care about Yeah, that it didn't really uh, chime with me at all. Um, or chime with me at all. But, like, I, don't, I think season two was definitely, like, the most consistently sort of great. Well, season two had the uh, D&D episode, which is the greatest episode of Community. Ooh, that's fighting talk. I mean, it, it is. That's what it is. I mean, that... The pay- the first the Modern Warfare episode was great. It was season one, but the the, the paintball episode in season two wasn't so great. I enjoyed it. I did, I liked the the switching themes and stuff in it. And I don't know. It was. Like, I think it was a, a good couple of episodes, but it wasn't like the Glee episode. No. Or the D and D episode, which is probably my favorite. Mine too. As but, I just said. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I still like Modern Warfare. I think that was a great episode. If you don't watch Community, this has probably been really boring. So let's. Um, Let's move on and read our fortunes. Yes. I got suckered into buying some discount fortune cookies. You got sucked into it. You saw them and were like, I want to have those. Right. What brand are they? They're shiny. Silk, Silk Road. <laughs> oh. I'm going to take you up to Silk Road in a minute. Oh, oh I've got fortune cookie everywhere. Oh, no. I'm in. Um, my fortune cookie, fortune, says... Yeah. Do not make extra work for yourself. <laughs> I think you've been pretty good at maintaining that <laughs> yeah. in the past like year or so. Um, um, it's 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 strong advice. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out for you in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mine says your difficulties will strengthen you. I don't know what that means, but you're I'm a pretty just... difficult guy sometimes. So maybe you're like really strong. You're like um, Lou Ferrigno in the uh... Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Are you saying I'm going to just, like, walk around, paint myself green and wear some tight pants? Yes. So, um... Halloween's coming, you know. It's true. So, yeah, we'll be, uh, following that up in the next podcast and see if our fortunes did, in fact, come true. Yeah. Which, um... They've not got lottery numbers on them, which some of them do. That's a weird thing. I want my money back. Eat them all. Just go back in with a big pile of fortunes and be like, these are shit, because... Gives my fortunes. Gives cash. I will take your cash money. Um, What's next? Next we've got um, something... I should have played it on the last podcast because it was probably 
one of my favourite releases of last year. Right. But it didn't quite make it because it was an EP. It's a Wellwisher track. Cool. And um, should probably talk a little bit about, bit about Wellwisher. Yeah, Wellwisher are a Manchester band. Sort of a Ish. Twinkle Daddies. You said Twinkle Daddies a lot. Well, that's, that's, well in in reference to Wellwisher, what else would you call them? <laughs> it's true. Emo. I mean, they're not really scrams. They're not really scrams. Well, they've got like, one scram song, but it's... Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying this fortune cookie. Yeah, mine was actually really nice. The mm. first one didn't really jive for me, but that one was much better. Mm. Um, anyway. Yeah, so they are a great band from really good, really good live. Um, yeah, great shows. Uh, do a really good Weezer cover set. They do do a really good Weezer cover set, and they're, they're great guys also. Also that, um, and yeah, they released a EP last year called Summer Gangs. And uh, it's available on tape, should that take your fancy. It's also available on their band camp, which is wellwisher.bandcamp.com, Did I they think. do it on 7-inch as well? No, they did the first EP on 7-inch. Right, okay. Um, and uh, it's much better recorded than the first EP, which is something I'm all into about things. <laughs> I really <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that about it. In and around your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I broke the microphone again. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's just a great... Great little EP. What's the song? It's called Fast Past. Let's play it. Probably my favourite Manchester band. 
Um, I call them a Manchester band. At least three of the members live in Manchester. Four. Four of them. It's only yeah. Sean that lives in. So they're a Manchester band. Yeah, they're not they're not Manchester. I don't like. Um, I really, really like Doctrines at the minute. Oh. Um, I'll play something of theirs next time. Um, I didn't want it to Albany Road up the place. Yeah, but um, they're 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 both fantastic. Like they both played at War Bar with nineteen ninety four. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was great. Even though Morgan was playing bass for Doctrines because their bass player broke his collarbone sledging. Obviously, <laughs> as you do. Um. But yeah, they're definitely in my uh, top two Manchester band. Oh no, oh, there's Hammers as well. There is Hammers as well. We, like we saw Hammers last week, was it? Yeah, they played. They, they played a, a charity gig in in the Bayhorse with um, your band and Swine Lords and he's uh, uh, youth and youth and youth. Yeah, um, and they're so loud. They are three guys making the most amount of noise in the world. Yeah, um, it's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I I don't want to say, like, who my favourite Manchester band is, because they're all great in their own right. They're all very different bands. There are lots of... Okay, there's lots of good Manchester bands. There are. It's it's a good time to be a Manchester... Well, no, it's not. Manchester it's, League's apart. <laughs> it's a good time to be in Manchester and enjoy music. It's true. Um, there's a lot of it about. There is. Um, I wonder what, like, when the next generation of, like, punks is going to happen, because, like, there doesn't seem to be any any new punk bands popping up from, like, people we don't know. Doctrines is probably the newest yeah, one. Yeah, Doctrines is the last one. And that's you knew them from uni, but... Um, yeah. They, for, like, I guess most of the people in the scene, uh, they didn't really know who they were. How did you say that, like, Invader Zim? I, I, I said it like that because it's a bullshit thing to say. Have the mighty need. Oh, such business, tacos I will give. My business is done. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... Don't use the piggies. <laughs> Zim! Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, the um, the whole not being the Manchester bands thing. Um, mm. There's, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, all these, all these strangers are kicking about. They're from Stoke. So I don't really care. Yeah. Like there, are, there are new bands happening, but like not from people that we don't really know. And like yeah. because it's such a big uni town, I always expect there to be more. Like a fairly decent cycle of like mm. new bands. I guess the I guess like the people the same people were saying this like five years ago when sort of all time for all time sake we're winding down. Yeah. Um the cost of living, bands like that. Although they've all been other bands. But they are. Except for Ruth. Is Ruth in another band? Mm. She definitely doesn't live in Manchester anymore. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> um I'm sure there there is an, a new wave of uh, people about to step up to the uh, the plate and start some new bands. Yeah. To uh, thrill and enthrall us all. Um, we were going to talk about the Super Bowl. We were, yeah. Um, by the time this is edited now, will that still be relevant? Probably not, but we watched the Super Bowl and it was a lot of fun. I fell asleep. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun too. I fell asleep just when it got interesting. Yeah, you did. Um... No, it was it was one of the best Super Bowls I've watched in the past sort of three or four years. Um, well, you've only watched three in the last three years, so <laughs> too fucking shay. Um, <laughs> right, it's one of the most in, most interesting Super Bowls I've seen ever. Is that is that enough? I'll, I'll allow it. Okay, there have been twenty four in the time that I've been alive. So I don't think you watched more than did you. Um, it was it was great. Like it was very very close. Mm. Um, there was some great. That run from the uh, Ravens running back 
uh, receiver, sorry, um, record-breaking sort of deal. Um, yeah, 109 yards. Yeah, right. <laughs> which was fantastic. And then the comeback from the 49ers. Yeah, which uh, I missed pretty which much. You, yeah, you pretty much missed all of. And then the Ravens just holding on. It was a great match. I was rooting for the 49ers, but you know, can't have everything. You can't. I mean, at the first half, it didn't look like either of them deserved no. the, the title. At, at the end of it, like I think... The Ravens deserved it for just hanging on, but it could have gone... If either team had won, they would have deserved it. Well, if the 49ers had won, they would also have deserved it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the thing that we did that's probably not that relevant, but it's something to talk about, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, and now we're doing the whole influential thing. Yeah. You um, started two podcasts ago, was it, with Crass? Um, it was the last podcast, I think it was the year No, end. The, la- the last podcast was the year end. Oh, right, so it. maybe the one before it. Um, so it's sort of like formative bands of our youth. Yeah. Um, the one that I've chosen this week, because we're going to do like a series of them and we're going to swap every time, uh, is Rites of Spring. Um, sure is. <laughs> definitely <laughs> is. Uh, if you don't know who Rites of Spring are, then you're an idiot. But um, it's Guy Pichotto's band before Fugazi. Um, they're on Discord for about they lasted for about two years maybe a year um, like one of the defining bands of Revolution Summer um, tell us about your experience with them my experience with them I found about out, out, out <laughs> as with most bands that were formative in my youth that I still um, listen to and value in that sort of sense I found out about them through the Michael Azarad book Our Band Could Be Your Life which, if you haven't read it, I would recommend you do. I haven't read it. Have you got it? Yeah. Is it down there? How have you not read it? Yeah, it's down there. I'll take it. It's, it's a seminal like piece of rock, like literature about the history of DIY. Yeah. Um, it's covered in semen. Um, <laughs> Is it that good? <laughs> fantastic. It basically covers um, a lot of the sort of more, what are considered to be important American bands of the 80s. Um, so there's the Minuteman, Dinosaur Jr., uh, Fugazi, Minor Threat, Black Flag, uh, Big Black, and there's a few, uh, Mission of Burma and The Replacements. I mean, you just named, like, at least four bands that I could include as, as this, as a pick for, for this set. The Rise of Spring are mentioned in their own right, they're mentioned, mentioned, they're mentioned in relation to Fugazi and, um, sort of being the band that, um, that Guy was in before. Fugazi, obviously, happened but um there's a lot been a lot of things said about rights of spring and the whole birthing of the emo movement um it's certainly (laughs) um for anyone interested in sort of that emotional side of punk and on ends which is the collection of all the stuff they released yeah including their their self-titled album and all in a life which is the ep they released i think um it's I want to say it's the beginning of like sort of super heightened emotion in in sort of punk related music, but it's definitely a good starting point for it to argue that that's the case. Like you can see it in Minor Threat of sort of turning the outwardly political to the inwardly political, and the logical extension of that is sort of heightened emotions and things like that. The Rats of Spring, they're, they're kind of a lot of some people don't like them because they're very over the top in terms of like. How hysterical they are! Well, I think that that's uh, that's the thing that like progenitors of a definitely of a genre. Yeah. it's sort of, it's sort of like in the rawest form of it, and then it gets refined down into yeah, definitely into like. But you can definitely hear the influence that they've had on like a lot of different things, sort of like 
obviously the the emo thing that happened in the two thousands that like if not in a literal in a musical sense then in a sort of the overblown over the top sort of nature of it oh. is very much transferred into it and then there's like you can hear more sort of musical influence in a lot of gruff bands like um even like the Lawrence Arms, I would say. Like, I think the the biggest one for me is North Lincoln. Like North Lincoln, definitely, have, yeah. have quite a lot of rights of spring inside them. There's definitely, and um, also other bands like Funeral Diner, yeah, as well. Like a lot of those Scrams bands have a sort of they've taken both sides of it, like the fast and the slow, and sort of stretch those out into their extremes. Yeah, and um, and that's where that sound sort of originates from. But um, yeah, if you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, this is like this is one of the things that I was sort of on a, on a, the brink of not caring about punk anymore when I was like fourteen, fifteen, and this was one of the albums that sort of brought me back and was like, oh, you can actually do something different with it. And it might sound a bit dated now, but it's still I think it's still very relevant to anyone who's got even a passing interest into this kind of music. I would agree with that definitely. And um, the song I'm going to play is called Haynes Point, and it's on their discography and on end which is available from discord records which i would suggest you pay for because you know discord is great (laughs) they deserve all the money that they get for all the great bands that they documented are discord still releasing stuff or are they just uh is it just back catalog at this point (laughs) i think i can't remember the last thing they released if they did if they are still releasing stuff i think they they still release stuff that ian mckay does like the evens and uh, that other thing that he does with his wife. Um, Sex. <laughs> that, too. But the whole thing about Discord is that it was very much sort of a documentary of the time. Yeah. Much like Sun Records in the 60s. Um, it's very much a snapshot of DC at a certain point yeah. and a certain scene, like, between 1979 and... sort of closing off with Q and Not You and Farrakhan in, like, 2000, 2002... Um, so the short answer is I have no fucking idea but um, just it's Discord they deserve your fucking money they've tried so hard to keep prices low despite everything and um, alright fuck yourself thanks for pointing that out and ruining my highly sentimental journey into my past Um, (laughs) yeah this song's called Haynes Point it's by Rights of Spring go
in a sort of gut-wrenching way. Um, so, yeah, that's my uh, my thing for this week. Cool. Uh, so this has been our first proper podcast of 2013. It's true. Let's evaluate it. Should we uh, get the tick sheet out? Yeah. Talk less next time. So we we bitched about reunions. And also espoused the benefits of reunions. But mostly bitched about Black Flag. <laughs> so that's four punk points right there. Okay, I'll, I'll keep a tally. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to keep a tally. We didn't talk about horror films or Batman. <laughs> Mark will be stoked about that. That's true. Um, yeah. Didn't talk about video games either because... Neither of us have played anything but Fallout or weird variations on multiplayer Call of Duty. <laughs> we just have a little round of Call of Duty before bed. Yeah, let's do that. Um, before we go to bed with each other. Before we have a nice little snuggle. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to stab you in the face beforehand. Um, stab me in the face before you... No, never mind. We haven't talked about Watch It Down for ages. No, we haven't. So, these are things to, to make sure we, t- <laughs> we touch on next time. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want Mark getting complacent that we're just <laughs> tailoring the programme for his needs. There's Leslie to think about as well. Exactly. And, and Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Does she listen to it? Yeah. She's, she's part of the Power Three. <laughs> the Power Three. Wow, our, our fan base is slowly growing by one person a podcast. I think Cheryl's been a long-time listener and no-time caller. Start taking calls. We should. I don't we know how we do, do that. We have to do that. It's Speak- Skype. Speakerphone. Let's just record it over Skype in our rooms. <laughs> the double lazy version. We share a room. Let's not pretend. We sleep in a pile. We? Like hamsters. Like uh, where the wild things are. I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's really know. sad. <laughs> That's not something I've ever heard anyone say in a recommendation before. It's really like melancholic. But great. Okay. So we've, uh, we played a lot of new music, which is I think was something we should do more of. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if there's new music on the table, then we should definitely uh, play it. Play it. <laughs> is the word you were looking for? It was. Yeah. Um, You're right. Um, so we're going to end the show on a new song. Uh, it's. I guess we left it to the end because it's kind of long, and it's. And I didn't want to. And we've learned before that putting a really long song in the middle of a podcast kind of kills the pace. It does. More so than our talking. Especially copious amounts of bullshit does. Especially this song. Um, I didn't want to because the, the the three listeners plus whoever that we do have um, are, are all generally like punks peoples. Yeah. Um, and as much as me and you are into punk, we're also into other stuff. Yeah. Um, my favourite album ever um, I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the show but is uh, Murder Ballads by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds it's the most perfectly written like it's so literal in, in the way that like he he sort of formulates his lyrics and his and his delivery of the lyrics uh, yeah and he's got a new album coming out uh, well they've got a new album coming out uh on the 18th of this month called Pushing the Sky Away. And it's a bit of a departure for me. The last record was a bit uh, grandiose, I guess is the only the only word I can use to describe it, which was different but right. great. Uh, this is a lot more sort of stripped down, okay. head back, Nick Cave, from what I've heard so far. Cool. There's a full stream, which I've not had time to sit and like absorb. Well, you can talk about that next time. Yeah, definitely you will do. But, so this is the song that uh, they've sort of released ahead. Uh, it's called Jubilee Street. Um, 
But I guess before we play that, uh, just we'll catch you next time. Yeah, should hopefully be sooner than the later. We always say this. Yeah, well, I think monthly works. I mean, if we can do it more often, that would be better. But we'll see what we'll see how how it goes. Yeah. But um, yeah, until next time. Until uh, next time, have a good one. Have a great time. Have a great all the time. Have a great pancake Valentine massacre. Year of the rat. New year. Snake. Rat snake. snake. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Rat tall snake. Play the song. On Jubilee Street a girl named Lee She had a history But she had no past When they shut her down The Russians moved in Well, a girl's gotta make ends meet 
Is gone. 